Lousa. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Fly Sweet Podcast. Jose, how you liking the new intro beat? Oh, it's about time, man. It's about time. I know we got a we got a little complaints from our friend Raider Cody over there talking about <laughs> how we needed a nice little theme song. So hopefully he's listening. And uh, hey, Cody, just know we were thinking about you when we put this theme song for you, buddy. We were. And big shout out <laughs> to my buddy uh, Drew Loza for putting together the beat for us. He's the greatest rapper alive, confirmed by me. Go follow him on Twitter, at underscore Drew Loza. Big time shout out for Loza over there. Uh, another announcement we got before we get going. Um, we're partnering with theraiderramble.com. At theraiderramble.com, you can get all your Raider needs. they got a bunch of Raider articles, written by some of them written by your boy. And then, of course, our podcast, as well as the Raider Lounge as well. Head on over to theraiderramble.com and check them out as soon as you're done at listening to this. Now it's time to get to it. So depending on when you're listening to this, uh, yesterday, Tuesday, the Raiders signed Richie Incognito. We've talked a little bit about this uh, in previous episodes, saw this coming a little bit, and then today or yesterday it fin- the news finally broke, and Richie Incognito is a Raider. Jose, I don't know about you, man, but to me this kind of feels like a move made out of desperation. You know, obviously the O-line struggled last year. Um, we mm-hmm. don't need to really go into that. We talked about that. They bring in Trent Brown. That secures the edge. Trades Colecios, trade Colecio Simile, which, you know, I'll agree with. I like that I like that move and still do. Um, but then Feliciano walks. And so now you have this glaring need at left guard. We thought they would do, address it with the draft. Obviously, that wasn't the case. And maybe there was someone who they thought was going to be there that ended up not being there in the draft. And that changed the plans. But it just feels like to me that when you're signing a 36-year-old vet who mm-hmm. has a has more than a checkered past and who hasn't played in two years, Oof. that this just seems like it's a desperation move to me. Like It just seems like Gruden Mayock were looking at their roster, looking at their roster at OTAs, and said there's no way we can roll with just Denzel Good at left guard and had to pull the trigger. I mean, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts, Jose? Uh, this – this 100% screams Gruden all over it, man. I don't see a way that Mike Mayock really, like, had so much opinion on it other than, you know, like, I don't care, but if I had to take a side, I wouldn't I wouldn't go for it. Like, this 100% feels like this is just Gruden. Like, I, I want Richie incognito. He wants to come back to play. He's a bully of a beast. And yeah. he was good for the last few years of his career and overall in general. But, I mean, it, it's, you're right. I just feel like... You know, we saw a hole there. They won't really like to – it feels like now the Raiders, especially John Gruden, doesn't like to wait for players to develop on the offensive no. end. And you can tell from this entire career that he's been a coach that that's why he's always implementing veteran players. I mean, look at look at the offense compared to the defense compared to young yep. and old. I mean, Gruden just doesn't have the patience for that learning curve. He wants you to be in here now and be able to – implement his system you have to learn it and get to it that's why you have antonio brown the tyrell williams that's pretty much why the whole offensive side of the ball got all revamped via free agency and you know me and you talked about why they didn't address offensive line or guard or anything in the draft well we're we're getting proven more and more that he he wants the veteran presence because he doesn't have the patience and you know when you're when you're a powerful head coach you don't have 
you don't think rationally. You just do anything that you feel impulsive to do, and that's why Incognito came in there. I don't really see the benefit of it, but, I mean, th this tells me that other than that he's impatient and wants someone in there now that can get the job done and secure, it, it really makes me believe that, you know, John Gruden thinks this team can make it to the playoffs, which obviously you yeah. should always have that feel, that urge that you can do it. But this feels like now he's really more sure of himself. He's like, we, we just got to hit the ground rolling. And we, me and you do know we've looked and we've spoke about it early on in the schedule that it's not easy. You have yeah. to, you can't wait. You have to hit the ground with all wheels rolling. You can't be waiting to hit your stride midseason because by that time you might have only won one or two games. So, you know, man, we, we both feel the same way about him. I, I'm not sure what kind of benefit he can bring. If anything, it feels like it's all a negative connotation. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you hit the nail right on the head. Like, it definitely <clears throat> it screams John Gruden all over it, screams Gruden's impatience. And, I mean, like you said, I appreciate that he feels this team's a playoff contender and whatnot. But let's be honest, that defense is still going to be so damn young. They're still mm -hmm. far from being a playoff contender. And, like, I mean, I heard Mayock talking about it. It's a prove-it contract. He's 36. What, <laughs> like, what is he going to prove? Like, it, it's that's the thing is, like, guys like this, like, okay, he's say he has a good year. What's to say that at 37 he's going to have a good, uh, just as good or if not better one? Like, the guy is in the tail end of his career. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you guys preach to us all offseason that you want to bring in young and up-and-coming players with high character. Mm -hmm. And Richie Incognito is none of that. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's produced and he's played well. But that was also two years ago. And when he was, shit, feels like a spring chicken back then at 34. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's like I said, I mean, it just feels like this was a, oh, crap, look at our roster. We've mm -hmm. got to protect our um, $25 million a year quarterback. And it just... Like and that's this is the move they made. It just feels like it was a last ditch move and a last ditch effort. Mm -hmm. And it's like the other thing, and I know we've talked about this before, is like there's obviously a suspension that's potentially looming. And it's like, yeah. did we not learn from Martavis Bryant? Like, I don't know. I, Jose, maybe you disagree with me on this take, but I almost feel like having a suspension looming is almost more of a distraction than suspension itself. At least when the suspension actually happens, you know yeah. that you have to plan for those four or five games or whatever that you're not going to have that guy. When you have this looming, all you have to do is answer questions about it. I mean, am, am I off? No, no, no. You're, you're definitely hit on the nail. And let me let me go back to when you brought up Mayock's comments about, oh, well, you can't always have scouts on, you know, scout boys on the team. Well, that all, his comments, like, if anything, further assured me that, oh, yeah, you definitely – it definitely wasn't his idea to bring incognito yeah. in. This was strictly Gruden, and I don't even think that it was a cable thing because I don't. I'm not sure how cable and our incognito's personalities are really going to be able to well, I mesh. Feel like they should get along. <laughs> uh, okay, for for bad reasons. But <laughs> I mean, be, yeah, but that part is going to be interesting. But yeah, dude, you 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 brought it up. Prove it deal. <laughs> what is there left to prove? You know, you figure when it's a prove it deal, it's because yeah, someone you had a player who's 30. You know, coming off a down year, yeah, like or Kevin coming White's off an injury, deal. exactly. Kevin White, um, and even certain players on the Raiders rosters, like Brandon Marshall, like you know, yeah. this guy has been playing relatively well. It's just been a couple years down the slope, but 
Regardless, yeah, it's it's not like a, a prove it deal. What, what is he going to prove at this point? He's not going to be better than he was. If anything, he's going to be relatively close to the same. I feel like he's probably going to drop off. But considering how the coaches said how he looked in workouts, it's it, it's great that he looks good in the workouts. No duh, he was away from the game for over a year, so no duh, yeah. he's going to look fresh, rejuvenated. He's going to come out explosive. How is that going to work when he has to play five? When he has to play a whole season, five games on the road. It's going to take a toll on his body. We're going to see how it works. And uh, and I'm going to tie this back into, okay, one-year deal, old player. You said he's going to be 37. Why why would you bring him – why are you going to take away snaps from young players to yeah. develop? And then once again, you got to go back. Gruden does not want to wait. And yeah. it's a little fearful about that because, well, how are you ever going to develop a good core if you're just always going to have your offense a swinging door of veterans? You know, that's not conducive to long-term successful offensive play. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm not sure where he wants to go with this. You know, you you traded Kelechi Alsemele, who I feel like at this point, he's like, all right, why'd you get rid of him? Then you got to yeah. think, all right, the contract you, you wanted to get off the books. Yeah, so, you, you know, and the only thing I can see that's good about bringing Incognito in is like, all right, you you got you had a cheaper option now yeah. at guard. You do have that veteran presence, so ideally there shouldn't be much for him to really come up to speed with. He should be he should be clicking on all cylinders by the time the regular season comes around. So that way, any running plays you got, any pass pro, you don't have to really worry about him. You, you know at this point, all you have to do is focus on the offensive line, is the, the depth on the back end of, of that position group, and Colton Miller, because yeah. that's pretty much the number one eye-opening thing, and you need to target and develop. And so it's really Tom Cable. Are you going to be able to develop Miller? Are you going to be able to handle Richie Incognito in that group? It's going to be telling when the season comes around. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing for sure is, you know, it brings another element of some nastiness to the O-line, which I think will benefit guys like Colton Miller. But mm -hmm. then again, Richie Incognito is kind of proven to be less than ideal as a leader. I mean, yeah, man. The Braiders pretty much are officially going to be on a hard knocks now that you saw oh. Richie Incognito, man. You got yeah. all these, like, high-character, high-profile players that – love to speak their minds like it's it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot it's a done deal man there's there's no way in hell you're gonna bring on other teams versus that it's it's, it's too juicy yeah you know it's, it's too juicy to, to to avoid so it's the nfl <laughs> or nfl and hbo would be dumb to go with any other team at this point like I, oh, yeah. I they shared the list of like teams that can say no and it's like yeah the niners the redskins like basically no a bunch of teams that, that don't really move the needle and especially not like the Raiders do, especially with Gruden, Mayock, AB, mm -hmm. and now Richie Incognito. Like I like you'd be doing yourself a disservice to not get the Raiders this year. And and I think if the if, if you're a Raiders fan and the Raiders, you want hard knocks because then you you build some popularity, you get yeah. attention, people the the masses all across the nation and yeah, wherever else they play. You're gonna start looking at it and be like, oh wow, this team might be interesting to watch. You get you boost your ratings leading up to Vegas, boom. Yeah. You know, for the fans that say, I don't want hard knocks. All right, you're you're full of it. You really do not want to see the insides of the locker room of how everything goes yeah. down with this team. I, I do. I'm a little nosy and wanna see what's going exactly. on. That's, that's this is gonna be fun. Like, don't you wanna see? You know, for you fans that get that get it that get all you know get all excited when you see Derek Carr throw a nice little 20-yard bomb to Antonio Brown on Raiders.com, but you don't want to actually see them go in-depth to the conversations of it in a hard knocks. And it's a little hypocritical, you know? Yeah. Of course we want to see ball. You want to see the insides of it. You want to you want to 
know what the atmosphere is and then especially when the Cleveland Browns had theirs last year oh, yeah. that, that that actually revealed a lot about the season and people were like wow with the way Hugh Jackson that locker room and inside <laughs> you can really tell like it definitely was meant to unravel so I mean it, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm rooting for hard knocks Matt what about you I mean, yeah, everybody, every fan should be rooting for Hard Knocks. You, like you said, you get an inside look that you, we get, you know, 10 second clips of during this, during that time of year. And we get an inside look at the team. Like every fan should be rooting for, to, for the Raiders to get Hard Knocks. From a coach's okay. perspective, you know, I can see where the distraction plays in. And I can, I exactly. guess I can kind of see where if, you know, it's a distraction to the team, then maybe you don't want it as a fan. But at the end of the day, like, look, take the inside look that you get, take the exciting stuff that you're going to see. Like you mm -hmm. said, instead of giving 10 second clips or showing one clip of Derek Carr throwing bombs to AB, how about you get a full hour of it? You get a dive into these people's lives, which I don't exactly. know. Yeah. I mean, I always find that some of the more interesting parts of hard knocks is you get to actually learn who the guy underneath the helmet is and you get to mm -hmm. see what his family's like. And that's always cool to me. Plus you get a couple guys that, um, you don't uh, normally hear about that are on the bubble to make the roster. And I mean, mm -hmm. maybe I'm just a football nerd and I find that stuff fun. And then not. the other thing that we're not talking about is one of those guys is going to be, or could potentially be Ronald Onley, Ollie of last chance you fame. Oh yeah. Like, I love that show, man. Did you, yeah. Did you, did you watch that? You watched oh, yeah. the season? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's why I, I love can't Ollie. wait. It's like, it's like, Oh, Ronald Ollie, dude, that's dope. Yeah. Especially like, that 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 episode where they recapped all the where the players were at and i remember they showed him how he really after he left scuba that he really like went to a hard place and he's like at that point it didn't look like he was nfl bound look like I, it looked like he was done yeah. but somehow he made it as on drafted free and the raiders liked him enough and he just Third proved explosive so he's gonna be I'm happy for this guy. I'm yeah. rooting for him and everyone else. Like Dakota Allen, Texas Tech, that guy's with the Rams now. Yep. So that's – all of them are cool. I, I love seeing all these players make it, and it's just so interesting to see. It's like, wow, you guys are really doing it. Now it's going to be interesting to see, like, from this last season everything from uh, – yeah. uh, what's what was that school called? Independence. Independence with that with that savage coach, man. You know he got fired, right? <laughs> yeah. You, can, you can't say – you can't say – I'm not going to say it on here, but you can't say <laughs> yeah. that to – you can't bring up you that can, pass to a German kid. That's yes, not right. You cannot say what he said. And again, we will not repeat that on this podcast. You cannot say what he said to a German person. That is it was, it was uh, just, what that we was, might call fucked up. <laughs> that, that came from that that shot of that text that he shot at that kid came from outer space. Like that was that wasn't even from left field. That was from outer no. space. That was insane. But I digress. I mean, but yeah ending ending the incognito topic i mean it's kind of it, we sound a little like you know a little petty like oh you're just talking about a player on a one-year deal but it's like well yeah but now it looks you think about it you but bring he's in a big deal player. he is a big deal because then it's like it feels like he's gonna he has more he's gonna do more bad than good if you think about it yeah, i mean yeah. it, we're gonna see when the season comes of course but as it looks like right now i don't feel as much faith of it and you know one year deal or not then at that point you just take away more reps and yeah. it's just more indicative to the problem that is gruden's personality and that he mm -hmm. is impatient and then you got and you think about all everything he's done that's impatient like with the mac deal all these everything else he's done with martavis bryant and mm -hmm. i mean i'm just you're just kind of glad that they kind of did learn from that martavis well you know what they didn't learn from the martavis situation because there is a looming suspension and they don't even 
Um, I don't know if I read that they actually had a good idea of how much he's going to get suspended or if he is even going to get suspended. But now it's like, once again, dude, like you said, looming, we don't know. So how do you vary with the reps with your players? Like if he's mm -hmm. gone for two games, then it's like, all right, you've been giving incognito first team reps this whole time. So now you got to put some kid in there, you know, Denzel Good or whoever, and you're just going to roll the dice. So, yeah. you know, my, my closing comments on it, it's not, it's not a good situation right now, but – it, it, they can as long as they can try to make the most of it it should it should be fine you know it's not yeah. totally a big deal but it is i i see it as a big deal somewhat yeah i mean at the end of the day like it is a big it is a big deal because it feels a big need and you know it kind of feels like a high risk low reward signing if we're being honest mm -hmm. but anyway moving on so ab last week he missed uh day one of otas um, Jose, I know you feel a little bit more strongly than I do on this, so I'll let you go ahead and take first. Go first. Oh man, yeah. Um, I understand that OTAs, especially at this portion, were voluntary. All right, I, I understand it's voluntary. You still got to show up when you're Antonio Brown. You're getting paid all that money. A team, actually, the Raiders actually wanted to pay you what the Brown, what the what the Steelers didn't and what the, uh, 30 other teams didn't want because clearly anyone could have had him for a third or fifth round pick and the, he just fell into the Raiders' lap. You don't show up for day one of OTAs after all offseason with your drama about I don't like my quarterback, the team wasn't really like a great locker room, and you're going to look like you're going to make – you're going to isolate yourself from not showing up day one I mean, he obviously showed up following and has been showing up, which is good. That, that, that to me shows like, all right, you probably like acknowledge like that was yeah. – I probably should have showed Someone up the first day. Someone probably talked to him. Exactly. So, I mean, you, you think about it. He was the only person that didn't show up day one. You know, that's not <laughs> you're, – you're one of the best players and not the best player. No, you are the best player on the team. You're supposed to be a leader following all the drama with your teammates, with Juju and everything. Now it's starting to look like, all right, that side of you may actually prove fruitful at, by you not showing up. You need to show up that first day. You know, we, we all know how Gruden's been on record, how he hates, how there's hardly any time he has mm -hmm. with his players yeah. with now that he's back in the – now he's back in the league. So it may be voluntary on paper. You think Gruden doesn't want him at practice? Of course he does. <laughs> it's mandatory to him. It's not mandatory for the league. So if you think about it in that context, then he did let the team down. So it's vo it's voluntary. Remember, the teams don't set it as voluntary. It's the league. So yeah. clearly the fact that he was the only one that didn't show up means that it was mandatory to everyone else. It meant a lot to Gruden and Mayock that he showed up. Because even in, in Gruden's presser, he looked a little PO'd that, like, oh, hopefully we get him sometime soon here. He, you could definitely tell, like, why, why, why wasn't this guy here? Like, what the hell? And then it's so it feels like someone really did, like, get in his ear. I don't know if maybe, like, I, I don't know what happened, but someone maybe, like, reached out to him and said, like, hey, dude, you have to show up. Like, you're, yeah. you want to be a leader, you know, especially all off season. You've gone back and forth with, about your quarterback, your team, and Juju, and then now you're starting to look like an – like a me guy like it's all mm. about me you're bringing a lot of attention to yourself and it's like no you should be there with the team you know you got to get the get as much reps as you can because like gruden said there's not as much time there's not as much time nowadays anymore so voluntary i understand nfl but let's be real gruden wants him there he wants everyone there no excuses and if you don't show up then you're going to start to look you're going to shine a little bit of a bad light that's why like he looked po'd in his presser so 
I'm glad he showed up. He's been. He, I'm glad he showed up and has been showing up. But that day one OTAs is like that. That's not, that wasn't that wasn't a good look for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a little bit on board with you. I am kind of the in the old school philosophy, if you will, of there's no such thing as a voluntary workout. Exactly. Um, it might say voluntary on there, but your ass should be there. And I get that. And I mean, especially with new players, you want them to be. Um, at training camp, getting reps mm-hmm. with guys like Derek Carr, getting to learn the playbook and whatnot, uh, and building some chemistry. But on the other side of it, we have seen them go out and run routes and whatnot outside of OTAs. Now, granted, they're not getting in the playbook like they are with Coach with uh, if Gruden was there. And at the end of the day, I do get that it is a business and there are millions of dollars on the line. So if you're going to say something's if you're going to say something's not voluntary, say that it's not voluntary because I don't want to risk my million dollar job. And I do understand that. But like we said, like it's a matter of you're this new guy. You're supposed to be uh, this leader on this team and you're not there. Like you've got to be there, man. And at the end of the day, like it's not as big of a deal to me because he did show up day two. Like we said, mm-hmm. who knows what happened? Um, maybe somebody got in his ear. Maybe Derek Carr gave him a call and was like, we need you out there. Yeah. And so I'm not terribly concerned about it at this point in the game, but not being there day one is certainly not a good start to things. It's like missing the first day of school or showing up to the first day of school without a pencil. Like mm-hmm. you kind of, you're, you're missing step one and it's hard to get to the end if you skip step one. And once again, man, I'm going to hammer this point away, you know, given the off season he had. So if we add context to it, it's like, once again, dude, you got out of that. You you accuse the Steelers of have being a toxic locker room, which yeah, I think true. it looks like there's a universal consensus about Big Ben. And then you went after it with Juju, and now you guys so definitely was some animosity among teammates in that locker room. And then you're not going to show up day one. You know that's why the Raiders paid for you and traded for you and like brought you on and they, he hyped you up all off season. And you're not going to show up day one like you really let him down. And so I hope he really felt that. I hope someone relayed that to him, and clearly it did. Um, and that's kind of the reason why his 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 absence in day one of OTAs was really blown up by so many people in the media. I mean, number one, AB's been an easy target, you know, to yeah. talk about for he national people. He definitely moves the needle. But um, when other fans were saying like, how come you're not talking about Stephon Diggs or, play, or Odell showing up? You know, I mean. Oh, Odell's was a little bit of a big deal too. That should have been talked about a little more. But once again, if AB didn't have this, this clutter, this all the this Mr. negativity, Chess persona, all the all this persona, and with how he how he exited Pittsburgh, then it's not really as big of a deal missing day one. So I mean, there's just so many reasons, factors as to why it just looked bad. Like I said, just the off season drama, you know, and now you're actually getting paid these money to show up. You know, it's like, so what are you not showing up for? You know, people don't yeah, show up true. for OTAs because it's like, well, I'm waiting for my big contract. Well, you already got your big contract. So get your ass over there and be a part of the team. Be a leader, you know, because yeah. he's not just he's not just there to build chemistry with Derek Carr or John Gruden. It's about looking for your team, you know, yeah. building upon your, you know, think about what he can do developmental wise for Gary and Conley and everyone guarding him. So it's that's going to be a great that's thing a for them. Point, yeah. and it's, it's like you, you need as much as you can just for the team, dude. And so if, if he's been saying how much camaraderie and like relationships mean to him, then you show up to everything, especially after everything has gone this offseason and you got your money. So it's not as big a deal now that he's been showing up good. 
it's done over with. But at that first day, it's like, woof, you didn't show up. But all season long, you've been preaching about, you know, relationships, you know, interpersonal communication. And you're just going to show up and not do this. So it's all it's all like water under the bridge now. And I'm glad he he's he's showing up and they're all building upon each other. So hopefully it keeps that way, because if not, then there's going to be some issues coming off to the future, I think. All right, we got to move on to my favorite part of the show. You got a quack of the week for us? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's not as fresh as I would have liked it to have been, but it's definitely still warrants bringing it up. Uh, my quack of the week is the Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey. This guy went on Twitter. He actually was trying to flex that it was a good thing that his team, the Rockets record-wise against the Warriors in the playoffs that he ran that they were able to re- re- reel off three or four wins out of like nine games so I, I, I don't remember the exact stat but let's just say for just purposes to get a visual <laughs> the Rockets record uh, the, <laughs> the Rockets oh, playoff record against the Warriors like four or nine or something like that everyone else oh you see is one win two wins not even that so <laughs> it's like all right good good job let's Weird flex, but okay. You're gonna hang that on a banner like, "Oh, we beat the Warriors a couple times. We never win a series." It's like, like, come the on, Colts dude. Hanging up the like AFC runner-up banner, like yeah, like come on, man. Like really, you're gonna you're gonna flex that? Like, oh my god, dude. We like, weren't that quite is, as shitty as everyone else. That is um, that is yeah, like participation award. Yeah, go ahead and hang that on a banner, Daryl Morey. What a freaking quack. Like you, that's that was embarrassing. And then you think about what else he did like weeks before that Warriors final. I mean the Warriors series. He actually tweeted out like, oh, we did we did an investigative research oh, that we missed that they missed 30 calls per game or whatever, and oh. they left over a hundred points on the board. That was such a weak, desperate look. Like, wow, dude, you really made the NBA look bad. If Adam Silver had any spine to him, he would have fined his ass well 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 over six figures because that definitely i remember seeing you. that and just thinking to myself okay well did the refs put the lid on the basket that made you guys miss 27 three-pointers in a row exactly <laughs> you know you're just you're so good at pointing the pointing the fingers at others without looking upon yourself and that's why and that's you giving chris paul that stupid ass contract <laughs> i mean that, they're just a shamble that whole houston team and even their media i see what they're saying about their team and they're literally like being like, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, that, that's such that that media is a little bit of homerism for sure, pretty hard, and it's just so funny. It, it's really funny to me, and this, that, that that team, that team is so putrid, so incompetent it's, that yeah. it's it's a wonder why that they can't win anything and barely do anything in the Warriors. Like, you guys should really look at yourselves instead of pointing the fingers. Yeah, I mean, what the last like. Was it been like four seasons? Uh, the Rockets' season has ended with the playoff series lost to the Warriors. They can't do like, it. Yeah, like it. at some point you gotta look and say, "All right, this 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 is not working. Something has to change here." And either you move one of your star players, or you just fire the coach, or the owner should just be like, "You know, Maury, get the hell out of here. Like you're not you're not doing the job done, man." Sometimes you gotta blow it up, you know. Yeah. With the I mean, that's that's why I've always been hammering the table with the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, you know, sometimes you got to, I think you just got to let Marvin Lewis go. I mean, I know it's like, all right, well, he keeps us consistent and we go to the playoffs, but you never win a game. <laughs> you know, it's, you should have got rid of that guy like well over five years ago. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta be like, it's not going to work. We just got to blow this up. Yeah, for sure. Daryl Morey, never uh, short on headlines and same with the Rockets. 
I'm gonna make custom make a quack shirt for him and mail it to his facility. <laughs> Just put uh, and put on the back. Took the Warriors to seven games. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna have a nice little banner. It's gonna be a shirt with a banner hanging and be like, "Here you go." It's gonna be with. It's gonna be an exact <laughs> screenshot cropped with this tweet on there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right, that's all we got for you guys today. Um, if you don't like anything or don't agree with anything we said, I know we had some takes about Incognito and AB that I'm sure everyone or some people in Raider Nation are not going to agree with. Tweet it at us. Tell us why we're wrong. And who knows, we might just invite you on, might just let you be the hashtag hater of the week. You can find me at, at mholder95. Jose, where can the good people find you? At jsanch. So J with the Sanch, but without the EZ and Sanchez underscore 21. And also look forward to our next episode where we might have a guest for you guys that Special everyone guest. is everyone is quite quite aware of and known of. Oh, of course. Special guests are always fun. All right, guys. Until next week, we out. Hey, loves it.